If you have your Bible, why don't you turn with me to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, and I just want to talk to you tonight about making the most of every opportunity. God gives us opportunities, right? Every day we have opportunities. God gives us opportunities. Sometimes we don't see it as opportunity. You know, an opportunity is a favorable time or a favorable condition to make advancement or to attain a certain goal. There's opportunities. Sometimes we have opportunities in life to advance ourselves. We have opportunities in, our, in, in life to move ahead, to achieve goals. And we need to take advantage of those. And God has given us those favorable opportunities, but sometimes we miss them because we don't see them as opportunities. You know, some people see life as a bunch of problems rather than a life of a bunch of opportunities. And it all depends on your view of life. Some people see the glass half full and some people see the glass half empty. We have a bit normally where we see through the lens of either a glass half full or a glass half empty. But I just want to encourage you today to begin looking at your life as the glass half full, not half empty. I need a better amen than that. I need a glass half full right now. Amen. Now, this is what Ephesians 4, 5 and 15 says. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. How many of you know we are living in evil days, right? And he says, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Now, as Christians, we need to see the circumstances that we go through in life, not as problems, but opportunities to grow. We need to develop an attitude that everything I go through in life, God is not going to waste a single thing. That the enemy can't just come and just plunder me while God sits on the sideline and let him just destroy me. Are y'all out there? So we need to see that as we go through problems and circumstances and situations, we need to see them as an opportunity for God to advance us and not a problem that will cause us to lose ground. Amen? It has everything the way that you see it. So God wants us to see what you're going through right now, what you've gone through this week, what you've been going through this year. He wants you to see that as a springboard for where he's got you to go. Amen? Come on. God's got, do y'all believe God has something greater for you? Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has entered the heart of man what God has prepared for those who love him. Listen, you might not be where you want to be right now, but I want you to know that God's got a plan for you and you're, his plan is a good plan and he wants to advance you. He don't want you to fail. He wants you to succeed. Amen. Come on. I have a plan for you, the Lord said, and it's a good one. Amen. So we need to quit looking at our circumstances like the enemy is going to rob us of God's plan. The enemy can't rob us of God's plan. The only one that can rob us of God's plan is how we see our circumstances. Amen. So we need to get a fresh view of our circumstances. And so 
How do I make the most of every circumstance? Let me ask you a question. What are you going through right now? What are you dealing with right now? What's the elephant in your life right now? What is it? Now, most of us, we can tell each other detail about the elephant in our life. We can tell you what he looks like, what his name is, what our name is, what the circumstances are, when it happened, how it happened. We can give you great detail about the elephant. But can I submit to you today that God wants us to quit looking at the elephant and start looking at him? Amen? Because as long as we look at the elephant, we're going to retract. But if we start looking at him, the elephant is not going to be as big as the elephant was. Amen? So we got to look at it properly. So listen, I make the most of every opportunity or every circumstance I go through. I make it an opportunity if I do a few things. Number one, see every circumstance as an opportunity to learn how to love unconditionally. Now listen, I know that it would be great if all of us in this room could prophesy, could, could move in the gifts of miracles, and, and we could be uh, eloquent in speech and preach the paint off the wall, and we could be this evangelist that wins hundreds of thousands. But do you know one of the Lord's greatest goals for us is just to learn how to love each other? In fact, he said, you know how people will really know that you one of my children? Not that you can prophesy, but that you can love each other. So I believe that God allows us to go through circumstances so that we can learn to love each other. A lot of our problems and struggles that we face in life, aren't they directly related to relational conflict? I mean, if I could tell, if I could ask you right now individually, tell me when was the last conflict that you had or what was the biggest problem, it would probably be related to a relationship. Isn't I right? Isn't I right about that? Most of the circumstances that we deal with that are problems in life are relational problems. We get in arguments with our spouse. We get angry with our co-workers. We fight with our neighbors. We just, we get upset at Walmart because somebody cut in the front of us and somebody stole our parking place and they knew I was coming, but they took it anyway. And so we go into Walmart with our blood pressure raised and we just supposed to be overcomers in Jesus name. But we're having relational problems. So what we need to see is every relational conflict we experience is an opportunity to learn how to love unconditionally. God wants us to be better lovers. Hello. Is anybody in here? John, 1 John 3.18 says, Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and truth. So let me just submit to you today that this is a good chance that you probably had some relational conflict at least in the last week. Good chance, right? Whether it was at Walmart or wherever. But we look at that and we look at the elephant. We look at the person. But what we fail to recognize is that God wants us to learn how to love. Now, listen, we don't learn how to become a, a better lover of people when everything is fine. We learn how to become a better lover of people when we learn how to love people that are unlovable, that are rude, that are ugly. Come on, are y'all out there? You see, and so listen, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to like what somebody does to me, but you know what I can do? I can learn to let the circumstance 
cause me to dig deeper and love people that are not easily to be loved. Now listen, if I can love somebody that's ugly, that's rude, that is unkind and all that kind of stuff, man, it should be easy for me to love you. That smiles back at me. That is nice to me. Right? 1 Corinthians 13, 4 says, love is patient. Love is kind. It's not envious. It doesn't boast. It's not proud. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. It does not delight in evil. Rejoices with truth. Always protects. Always trusts. Always hopes. Always perseveres. This is the, this is the description of love. So listen, next time you experience some relational conflict, ask yourself this question. Am I taking this opportunity to become more patient? Am I allowing this situation to cause me to be more kind? Because listen, I think what God is after here is he's wanting us to be more loving because the world recognizes love. Love never fails. Love is what people will know that we are different than the world is. And so if we're going to, if we're going to let the world know that we're different by our love, then he's got to help our, our love muscle. He's got to help us to grow with our ability to love. Are y'all, are y'all still with me? Y'all breathing out there? So to take the most of opportunity, the best, make the most of our opportunities when it comes to relational conflict. When you, when you get the opportunity to be ugly, to be rude, how about if you step back and say, wait a minute, here's an opportunity for me to grow, to advance, not shrink back. Now listen, if somebody says something to me that's ugly, and I return that with ugliness, I'm not going to feel good about myself, and I will have not grown spiritually one bit. But if somebody is ugly to me, and I respond back to them in kindness instead of rudeness, I have just demonstrated Christ-likeness, amen? And I have just gained some ground spiritually, amen? And I have just taken the control out of their hands, and now it's in my control. I'm in control of my circumstances. I can't determine how they're going to treat me, but I can determine how I'm going to respond to them, amen? So I don't have to let ugly people determine whether I'm going to have a happy day or not, amen? So use every opportunity, relational conflict, to grow as a believer. And I think there's nothing that brings more fulfillment than when we feel like we're doing what God wants us to do. Am I right about that? Number two, I make the most of every circumstance when we're number two, I see every circumstance as an opportunity to learn how to develop Christ-likeness. Now, Romans 8.28 is a verse everybody knows, right? And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. Now, we quote that verse and we say, all things work together for the good. Praise God. Everything I'm going through is going to work together for my good, right? But notice this verse does not say that everything in life is going to be good. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say everything in life is going to be good. It says all things work together for my good. See, a lot of what happens to us is not good. It's bad. It's evil. But listen, it does say that God specializes in bringing good in everything. And you see, everything we go through, when we go through bad times, 
When we go through hardships, we have to ask the question, what is God up to here? If God is in control, he's sovereign. What is he trying to do here? Maybe he's trying to do something in our life. But now listen, God's purpose in everything we go through is to bring us somewhere. And, and so, you know, notice what God says. He works out everything for our good for. In the next verse, in verse 29, we rarely put these two verses together. All things work together for the good, for those who love him, walk according to his purpose. But the next verse says, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So all things work together for our good. And by the way, he predestined us to be conformed into the image of his son. So you know what this tells me? God's purpose in everything I go through is to make me more Christ-like. And so if I don't go with the flow, if I resist the process, then I'm probably going to take another quiz. Are y'all tracking with me on that one? You see, if his purpose is to make me look more like him, so when people see me, they don't see me, they see him, and he does it through allow everything I go through, the more I cooperate with what he's trying to do, the further along I can get in the, in the class, amen, and the less pop quizzes I have to have so I can get further down the road and life will be a little bit easier. Amen. So now I have two choices. I can resist what I go through and I can just become less Christ-like or I can submit to what I go through and allow it to make me more Christ-like. Amen. You know, during the holidays, you know, it's good and it's bad. You know, sometimes we got to go around family and we got to get around people that we don't really like, right? I mean, okay, well, the right thing to do is go to the, to the family, you know, the family gathering. But man, when we get around the family gathering, I mean, we all have certain family members that we don't really want to hang around with, right? And so we resist it and we just, we just get all upset about it. But could it be that God wants us to go through that? And regardless of what they say to us, how they treat us, what we experience, that God is trying to use that to make us a little bit more like Him? And could it be that maybe somebody that's not even related to the difficult family member that we have trouble dealing with, looks at that and sees our Christ-likeness and decides that they want to get a little bit closer to Jesus because of the light that they see in us? Why does Jesus want to make us more like Him? You know how the world knows that Jesus is alive is through us. He said, you're the light, you're the salt. He said, you're the epistle, you're the Bible that people read. Before somebody reads this Bible, they're going to read this Bible. And if this Bible is not a good message, they're not going to be interested in this Bible. So the more I allow my circumstances to make me more Christ-like, see, God will allow stuff to come my way. But He's got a purpose in everything He allows to come my way. And one of those purposes is to teach me how to love people better. But the second one, is to become more Christ-like. Amen? So listen, if you're facing a difficult time in life right now, don't ask the Lord, why me? Don't ask Him that question. Instead, ask the Lord this question. Lord, what do you want me to learn through this?
See, life will teach us. We can learn through life. But our tendency is to focus on the elephant and not what's going on inside of us. Are y'all receiving this tonight? Somebody said, it's the fire of suffering that brings forth the gold of godliness. You know, the most content people in life are people that have been walking with the Lord many years. And that their life hasn't been just every, everything in life has been just peaches and cream. Tiptoeing through the tulips. No, actually, the most content, happiest people you'll find in God's family are people that have been walking for many, many years, have gone through trials and tribulations, and they've allowed it to make them more like Him. And through that process, they're like a mirror. You look at them and you see the peace of Jesus. You see the temperament of Jesus. You see the calm of Jesus. You see the love of God. And in that, saints, what we want in our life is for people to see Jesus. Amen? How does he, How did we get there? Through our circumstances. But we got to see it the right way. And then finally, a third way I can make the most of every circumstance is to see every circumstance as an opportunity to grow my faith. Everything I go through can help me grow. Jesus said in Mark 9, 23, everything is possible for him who believes. Everything is possible for him who believes. You know, my faith in God determines my destiny. My faith in God determines the victories I can win in life. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Our, my faith determines how much I can accomplish in life. You know, if you read Hebrews 11 and you see some people by faith shut the mouths of lions, quenched fire, walked on water. They did all these miracles by faith. So listen, the stronger my faith, the more I can see God move in my life. Amen. And listen, the stronger my faith, the more the more in victory I can live. Amen. And I can't, I'm not going to allow just one little thing knock me over and just mess up my whole day. Amen. I'm going to live a good day and I'm going to have a happy day. I'm going to have a blessed day, even though somebody honks at me while I'm traveling down Johnson Street. Amen. And so by faith, the stronger my faith, the more I can see God move in my life. Listen, David slew Goliath by faith, right? And then when you think about it, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they survived the fiery furnace. How? By faith. When you think about it, Moses led Israel out of Egypt into the promised land. How? By faith. When you think about it, Joshua led the children of Israel into the promised land by faith. Listen, Peter walked on the water by faith. So I'm wondering, what can we do by faith? How, what, what kind of, what kind of miracles we can experience by faith. Amen. Listen, there are many Christians every day in the body of Christ that experience miracles. God works miracles in their life. I tell you who God works miracles in their life. It's those that have faith that he can move mountains. Those that have faith that he can part the Red Sea. Come on, do you believe he can part the Red Sea? Come on, do you believe that you can walk on water if you needed to walk on water? Amen. I would like to just be able to walk on water when I travel down Johnson Street. Come on, how many, how many of you think that's a good story right there? Amen. 
And so listen, by faith, normal, everyday Christians have experienced miracle after miracle in their life. The stronger our faith in God, the more miracles we're going to see in our life. But let's ask ourselves the question, how does God grow my faith? How does God make my faith stronger by making everything work out where I don't have any problems or any trials in my life? Listen, those some of you exercise, you go to the gym. You use those machines. You get on those treadmills and you work your legs and you work your cardio and you, you do bicep curls and you do bench press. And, and you know what, what kind of exercise is going to work a certain muscle in your body. And when you want that muscle to grow, you put it under trial. You put it under adversity. And the more adversity you put that bicep under, the bigger that bicep is going to be. When God wants to grow our faith, he don't put us on the couch eating chocolate chip cookies and milk. He knows that's not going to grow our faith bicep. Amen. It's going to make it flabby. So he gets us off the spiritual couch and he puts us in the trials and tribulations of life. He lets us face adversity because he's trying to get our faith to grow. And the reason why he wants our faith to grow is because he knows if he can grow our faith, we're going to be able to walk on water. We're going to be able to walk through the parted sea. Whenever our back's against the wall, we're going to get delivered from the fiery furnace. He knows the stronger our faith is going to be, the more we're going to enjoy this life he's given us and the greater impact we're going to have in this world he's put us in. Amen? So he's he's determined not to let us sit on the couch of spiritual complacency and let us go through the fire of adversity because he wants us to grow in our faith. And as we grow in our faith, we're going to win victory after victory and we're going to see miracle after miracle. Amen? It all depends on how you see it. Trials can make you bitter or trials can make you better. Remember, God grows our faith. By putting us through the test. James says, James 1, 2. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect, complete, and needing nothing. Listen, making the most of every opportunity means learning to see your trials and tribulations with the proper perspective. With the proper attitude. If I got a bad attitude about everything I'm going through, I'm just going to sit down and have a pity party. And nobody's going to want to come. That's the bad thing. You sit down and have a pity party, nobody's interested in coming. Come on, are y'all with me out there? Would you please come to my party? I'm trying to have a pity party here. And nobody wants to come. Right? So that's not the solution. The proper attitude says, the more trials and tribulations I go through, the stronger my faith in the Lord is going to be. The stronger my faith in the Lord becomes, the greater possibilities of what God might do in my life. So then the question is, are you going through something right now? Can you say it's a, an opportunity? Instead of a problem. See, it's perspective. It's perspective. And one way I look at it all as my enemy. On the other way, I look at it as, God, what are you up to? God, what are you trying to change in me? 
God, is all these relational problems you're trying to teach me? How to love unconditionally? How to be patient, how to be kind? God, are you allowing me to go through these circumstances because you're trying to make me a little bit more like you? And you're allowing me to go through all these things so I can be conformed into your image? Or is he allowing me to go through what I'm going through because he sees down the road and he sees the possibilities in my life of what might be, what could be, of victories I might be able to win, battles battles I might be able to win, giants I might be able to take out, people I might be able to lead out of Egypt into the promised land. But he knows that the only way I can do it is I got to be strong in my faith. So he's willing to sacrifice my comfort right now for the greater purpose of being doing something great for him or seeing a miracle happen in my life. Would you be willing to look at your circumstances differently, knowing that God's got a plan, that God's got a purpose? And if we can just get a proper attitude about our opportunities, then we can make the most of them. Amen? Would you just do me a favor and just stand for just a moment and I want to pray with you. Ephesians 5.15, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. And make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Would you just close your eyes with me for just a moment? And I want you to just think about what you're going through, what you've been dealing with. We just came through Thanksgiving. Maybe you had some, some stuff. Maybe today you went through some stuff. Maybe you had some conflict at work. Maybe you have a conflict right now in your relationships. And maybe the only thing you can see is the person that you're in conflict with. And maybe the Lord is just trying to say, how about let's work on you? You can't control the other person, but how about let's work on you? How about you just learn to be long-suffering? How about you learn to be kind, even though they've been rude? Or maybe, maybe you don't realize it, but you're not being a great representative of him. And he's wanting to, to make you a little bit more like him so we can better, we can better shine light on his goodness and his grace. And he's just been allowing some adversity in our life because he's just trying to knock some edges off of us. He's just trying to make us a little bit more like Him, conformed into His image. Or maybe He's just, maybe He's got us in the gym. Maybe He's got us in His gym and He's saying, listen, I'm allowing you to go through fire, but listen, you can't stand on your parents' faith. You can't stand on your spouse's faith. Listen, down the road is going to be greater trials and tribulations. The only way you're going to make it through those is you got to you got to get stronger in your faith. So I'm allowing some adversity in your life. I'm trying to build you up, trying to grow you up. You've heard the story of the caterpillar turning into the butterfly. And somebody watching that caterpillar, I mean that butterfly trying to get through that cocoon and thinking that butterfly was going to die and when it helped that caterpillar by cutting the cocoon I didn't realize that God so designed 
the caterpillar turning into the butterfly and created the cocoon of adversity to strengthen the butterfly so the butterfly could soar through life. And I believe, saints, that God allows us to go through cocoons of adversity to strengthen our wings, to make us spiritually stronger so that we can sustain whatever it is that lies ahead. But it's not, the process is not going to work if we're not willing to go through the process. We got to yield to the process. So how many of you tonight, you say, man, I need to make a little bit better use of my opportunities tonight. Would you just do me a favor and just, let's just all surrender our lives to Him and just say, Lord, I want to make the most of every opportunity. Whatever it is I'm dealing with right now, whatever it is I'm going through, come on, let's, come on, let's, let's just, let's cut through it tonight. Let's cut through it. Let's get to the chase tonight. It's you and God tonight. And God's trying to say, I'm trying to work in your life. I got a plan and it's a good plan. It's to do things you never dreamed possible. If you will just trust me and allow me to take you through the process, there's no telling where we might go. Amen. Father, I thank you and I praise you that God, you're releasing your grace over this place. And I thank you, Lord, you're encouraging us. You're changing our perspective. You're giving us a fresh attitude so that God, we can just take advantage of everything we're going through so that we can be better off as a result of it. Thank you, Lord, for loving us enough to not leave us on the couch, but to just, Lord, just uh, scurry us out of life circumstances so we can become the mighty men and women of God that you have ordained for us to be. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Come on, you receive this word tonight. I trust that it was an encouragement to somebody here tonight. Amen.